church say amen. amen. Before I go into my lesson, I would like to say we got to do a better job training our children, you know, putting them up there on the video screen talking about go dogs. <laughs> Surely we could do better than that. That's all right. It'll be another 41 years. <laughs> be another 41 years. We'll be back next year. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Those kids are really doing a great job. They are really doing a great job. And take the time out to really... Uh, encourage them to let them know you appreciate the job they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, learning something from what they're presenting. Yeah. Yeah. Learning something from what they're presenting. So the, uh, the state laws that are being passed and, you know, they don't want you to learn anything about the history. Yeah. And if our young people don't understand and learn anything from history, they're bound to do what? They're bound to repeat and make the same mistakes. So please, before they leave today, you see one of them or all of them, let them know they're doing a great job. Doing a dynamic job doing this Black History Month. I hope you got a copy of the bulletin, our lesson text setting is going to be set from the story listed on the front of the bulletin entitled be of good cheer be of good cheer but nevertheless if you don't have a bulletin hopefully you have a bible that's the most important part charles schultz once created a peanuts cartoon in which snoopy is sitting outside in a snowstorm and he is shivering in the cold. Linus and Charlie Brown happen by and see Snoopy and his condition. Snoopy looks like, Snoopy looks kind of cold, doesn't he? Asks Charlie Brown. I'll say he does, responds Linus. Maybe we better go and comfort him. Linus looks down upon shivering Snoopy and says, be of good cheer, Snoopy. Yes, be of good cheer, echoes Charlie Brown. The last frame of the cartoon shows Linus and Charlie Brown walking away. Snoopy still shivering. It's left wondering what good was accomplished with their words. James gives a similar scenario. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well. Keep warm and well fed. But does nothing about his physical needs. What good is it? James chapter 2, 15 and 16. Here is James' application. 
In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. James 2 and 17. Love, listen to me, love, if it isn't accompanied by action, is also dead. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. First John 3, 17 and 18. Love is compassion in action. Let me say that again. Love is compassion, compassion in action. Real love brings about a feeling upon you. It brings about a feeling, but it doesn't end with just a feeling. Real love is compassion and action, and it will provoke you to do something about what you're feeling. Love sees a need and seeks to help. Do you want an example? Jesus saw our greatest need. And went to the cross to meet our need. Do I need to read that again? Oh, I think I will. Jesus saw our greatest need. But he didn't just see it. As his father looked high, searched low, and looked around for a sacrifice. He didn't just see a need. He went to the cross to meet our need. For he, God, so loved the world that he gave. The Bible said he didn't just love in words, but he demonstrated in action. He so loved the world that he was moved to give his only begotten son. Jesus was moved by the love of his father and to please his father that he offered himself. Not to put up an argument or a quorum or or, or be argumentative. Amen. The Bible said he didn't even have a concern. The only thing that mattered, his father needed him to do this mission. Amen. And if it pleased the father, Jesus was well happy. Yeah. To do it, even if it meant going to that cruel cross. Let me read it again. Jesus saw our greatest need and went to the cross to meet our need. Our greatest need is salvation from sin. 
For sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. And puts us on the path of eternal destruction. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. But God loves us so much. Amen. That he gave his one and only son to die on the cross for our sins. And now we can be reconciled back unto him. Amen. I want you to just stop and think for a moment. How many opportunities do we pass up to honestly and truthfully do good? Amen. But we don't do it. Because we're so caught up, we're so hung up, and we're so in love with our possessions. The question is asked in the scriptures, how can a man see his brother who is in need, but yet close his bowels of compassion and don't do anything to help him? How can the love of God be in that person? See, many of us, we're we're caught up on one side of the track. We say, I have all this stuff because God has favor and God has blessed me. And, And part of that may be true. God did bless you to get it. But everything you get isn't necessarily truthful and honest how you went about got it. The question is, how can the love of God be in a person who have this world's good, but yet will close his bowels of compassion? Who choose only love and words, but the words are not followed up with any action. We're supposed to be Christians, amen? We're supposed to be disciples of Christ, right? So what what should follow up behind our words? Action. Actions. Have you ever stopped and considered there may be even greater blessings in store for you, but because you're so selfish and stingy and you won't do Anything to help somebody else, the blessings are being held up. But I'll go back to the statement how can the love of God be in that person? It's not. We have to be mindful, folks. If we're going to be the example, if we're going to be the written epistles that people can read in us every day. We can't love this world. Nor the things that are in the world. I, I said the other night on our Zoom broadcast, I said... The problem is we've got it twisted. 
We love things and stuff and we like people. The Lord ain't never commanded you to like anybody. That's right. We, 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 we love things and stuff. We love our dogs. We love our pets. And if you don't believe me, check, check the numbers, the economical spendings of what people spend on animals. We love our dog, but when it comes to a person, we say, I, I, I like them. Come on. No, you all messed up. Amen. You're commanded to love one another. Amen. I'm not teaching to mistreat animals. Right. But uh, you should have more compassion for a human Amen. than you do a dog. How can it be? How many times have we been like Charlie Brown in lines? We've seen someone in need. We've heard of someone in need. We've heard that someone was struggling, having some difficult times. And we said, oh, well, I, I, I hope they figure it out. Why didn't it cross your mind you know, you may not have a lot, but you got something. Yeah. I don't care if you can't do but offer a bowl of rice. Call them and ask them, are you hungry? Yeah. That's right. I don't have much, but you're welcome to whatever it is I have. Amen. So, well, brother, may that, that don't seem like it would be a lot. It's more than what they have. Amen. We're, we're not, we're not going to reach people by just throwing scriptures at them. Amen. People have physical needs too. Yes, sir. And one thing for sure, you're not going to get anybody's attention trying to talk to them when they're hungry. Amen. That's right. Amen. How about feeding them? Yeah. Can you see Snoopy looking at Linus and Charlie Brown saying, man, I thought at least, bro, you'll give me your blanket? Charlie, I thought you would at least let me come in the house. How many opportunities do we pass up? Because we look at ourselves and say, well, I worked hard. I've worked hard for this. This is mine. Folks, I've been to a lot of funerals. And I ain't never seen any of it go in the ground with them. I don't care how hard that person worked. And I don't care how much they collected. I've just never seen it go down in the ground with them. And you could be foolish if you want to put it down in there. <laughs> There's some guys out there who will dig it up. 
Matter of fact, in, in, in many cases, they won't even lower the casket down until right. you leave. That's right. Amen. Amen. Throw some money in there if you want to. You can write a check, it'll do just as good. Yeah. <laughs> but folks, the message this morning is just simple. It's simple. We cannot be true disciples and be in love with this world. Now, we can deny and say, well, I, I'm not in love with things. I'm not in love with stuff. Well, let's, let's, let's look at an example. There's a story in Luke 18. Luke 18. Luke 18 and beginning at verse 18. Put that up for me, Harris. But Harrison on it today. Well, I tell you, 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 you. Maybe I spoke too soon. Come on, boy. I knew he was going to do it. Luke 18 and 18, the Bible saying a certain ruler asked him, asked Jesus saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Go to 19. And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Hold right there for a moment. All these have I kept from my youth up. Boy, it sounds like somebody who got it together. Amen. He said, I have abided and these teachings from my youth up. That's saying a lot right there. What, what, what kind of stuff do our youth go through now? Huh? Sexual innuendos was an issue back then. Ain't nothing new under the sun. He said, but you know what? All these I have abided by from my youth up. Keep going. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet lackest thou one thing. Whoo. Bruh, you're talking a good talk. Like many of us, we, we, we look pompous, we look holy, we look spiritual, we look religious when we come up in here on Sunday. We sing like angels. Your lack is one thing. Sell all that thou hast. And distribute it unto the poor. 
and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Uh uh, hold on, hold on, go back. And come, follow me. Oh, heck no. You ain't got no house. You ain't got no zip code down here. I've heard about you. Oh, I've heard about you. You, you, you just wander from here to there. Matter of fact, I heard you say on one occasion, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. Son of man has nowhere to lay ahead. And you want me to do what? You want me to give up all that I have. Sell it and give it to the poor. And follow you. Keep going. And when he heard this, he was what? Very sorrowful. For he was very what? He was very rich. But wait a minute. All these I kept from my youth up. Shoot. Good, good, good teacher. What you going to tell me? What Jesus told him, your heart was in the wrong place. That's why we're commanded, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The Bible says he walked away sorrow. Didn't have to. But he was sorrowful because he had made up in his mind, I'm not going to do it. He could have rejoiced. He could have said that I would do. To follow you. Because you have the words of eternal life. You are the way, the truth and the life. I've heard about you. I know you've raised the dead. I know you healed the sick. Even by just a spoken word, the sick had gotten up off their sick bed just because you spoke it. But come on, bro. Sell my stuff? Sell my stuff? And give it? Just goes to show you, folks, some of the wrapping, some of the, some of the, some of the facades you see on the outside of people, the inside don't match. And that's why many won't make it to heaven. That's why it's easy to look at a person in need and turn your head and walk away and not say or do anything. Because when things and stuff matter to you more than what the Lord teaches and what 
he would have you to do, it's easy to turn your back. Because those things and that stuff, that is your God. That is your God. You say, well, brother, do I, do I have to go sell everything I have? No, you just need to make sure whatever you have doesn't come before God. Nothing wrong with having nice things. That's right. As long as nice things don't replace God. Amen. Because things are things and stuff is going to burn up one day. Yes, sir. I promise you it is. Yes, According to the word, it's going to pass away. Amen. Only one thing we could depend on and stand on to take us on to eternity. And that's the word, folks. Yes, sir. How many of us, you, you, we, we're quick to say what we don't have. I ain't got much, I ain't got much, I ain't got much. Have you ever wondered why you don't have no more than what you have? Because you ain't doing right with what you got. We're always quick to holler, well, I ain't got much. You don't have much because maybe you're just not acting right with what you have. Amen. Why should God continue to bless you with more when you keep turning your head and closing your bowels of compassion when you look at people? Amen. No. We're, we're, we're waiting on the celebrities and we're waiting on the stars to pass out shoes and buy stuff. Well, because you can't do it in such a large volume or whatever, you figure, ain't no need of me doing anything. Mm. Oh, no, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. If you can only make a difference in one person's life, Mm. you've done a great work. You telling me you don't know of any family struggling? And, And see, I had to grow out of that. Can I use me? I had to grow out of that. Yeah, some some folks just do dumb, stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. I used to harp on it all the time. Well, she ought to keep that lazy joke out of the house. Coming over there, laying up under her, ain't ain't trying to do nothing or whatever, causing her to struggle. Yeah, yeah. But that don't feed the children. Amen. That's right. It ain't the children's fault. Amen. The children still need to eat. Amen. And, and I used to have that attitude, man. You know what? I I, I would do some for them, but that joker gonna eat some of the food. <laughs> so really, what I was saying, I would rather the children to go hungry than than allow that joker to have a piece of bread. So I talk about me. I know where I used to be. I know where I used to be. But see, now I, I, I'm not concerned about that anymore. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to do good because I know you're supposed to do good. Amen. Yes, sir. Some folks some folks going to continue to do stupid, dumb stuff until Jesus comes, until they die. Amen. But that's their problem. Amen. That's not going to count against me on my record that, hey, 
I knew you were in need. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and know these children are hungry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Better yet, even you hungry. That's right. But how often, how many times have we just, well, I'm going to pray for them. And how much did that fill their stomach? That's right. That's right. I know prayer is powerful. But I ain't never read where prayer was converted into food and filled up anybody. If we're going to be the disciples, if we're going to be the people of God, you know what? We got to fall out of love with this world. Amen. And I guess what I'm saying in a sense, there are some things we just got to, we got to let go. Amen. There are some things we got to let go. Yes, sir. Because these things and this stuff will hinder you from going to heaven. That, 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 that young man, he walked away. He what? He was very sorrowful. Boy, don't nobody know where to cut like Jesus. And his word, I'm sure, is cutting this morning. Because, because we're, we're, we're selfish. Yeah. We're selfish and we don't, we don't, we don't. Mm-mm, I worked hard for this. Mm-mm. Remember, and, and I'm going to close on this one. Remember when those brothers held that business meeting with Jesus? Well, they didn't invite Jesus to it. But they had gone over to the side and they called a brother's meeting. And they were discussing and everything. And the Bible said Jesus knew their heart. So when they finished, Peter came out and said, Lord, we forsaken all. Came and followed you. Man, we ain't left our wives, our families, hands. We 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 forsaken all. They they had a concern about man. Did we do the right thing? Once again, we following this dude. He ain't got no zip code. Every every town we go in, he borrowing something. Don't own anything. Bro, y'all sure we y'all sure we made the right decision. Jesus said, you haven't forsaken anything on my cause for my case that can't be restored back unto you. Basically, what Jesus said, I can give you back more than what you ever had. Amen. Amen. 
Yes, you ain't losing nothing by following me. So get it right. And don't step to me again with this foolishness. And you know what? We need to understand that. Many of us have, have foregone blessings that are waiting for us because, you know what? We've set up for a piece of junk. Amen. Right now. That we want to take credit for. I worked hard for this. I got this. Man, you ain't got nothing that can compare to what the Lord, what the Lord can do for you. That's why you're going to always holler, I ain't got much. And you never will. Until you get your mindset right. That look, whatever I can give, whatever I can give. You give with the right spirit. You give with the right heart. You know what? God sees what you're doing. What, what, what's so hard for God? Help me out. Tell me what's so hard for God that he can't bless you. Even if he decides to let you go through some little rough times for a while. Look at Job. Job went through some stuff. But in the end, what happened? Huh? More than what he had when he began. Was it because he went back out there working and, and he laid? No. God blessed him. Is God any different today? No, sir. No, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Consider. Consider your spirit. Yeah. Consider your spirit. Don't be deceived. Folks, there's always an opportunity to do good. That's always. We, we, we worry about, we say, well, I hate to feel like that person got the best of me, took advantage of it. Let God deal with them. Let God deal with them. He see all things. Because, guess what? Somewhere along the road, somebody's going to get you. That's right. Somewhere along the road, somebody's going to get you. Yeah. They used to tell us when, when we uh, first started as correction officers, they used to say, the one thing you first got to get in your head is, the image going to beat you. Yeah. They're going to beat you at the game. Because yeah. they only have time. Yeah. <laughs> they only have time. Let me tell you, I, I knew some inmates, they studied how you walk. Yeah. They knew your walk, your steps, and they didn't even have to see it. Yeah. They knew who was coming by just listening to how they walk. Yeah. Yeah. They only had time. That's right. That's right. They said, don't worry about being beat, just make sure you follow the rules. Because yeah. they're going to beat you. Yeah. In life, you know what? 
It's a lot of dishonest people. And sometimes people even come to you in the name of Jesus. You may even feel, uh-oh. You may even, uh-oh. You may even have had an experience with somebody in the church, did you? Yeah. Let God deal with it. Amen. He said, vengeance is, I will repay. Yes, sir. You just do good because it's the right thing to do. You can never go wrong by doing what's right. Amen. Amen. Never. Amen. So when in the future, after today, we're well, beginning today, when there's an opportunity to do good, right. folks, let's do better. Amen. Let's do better. I'm going to close on this note. In, in, in the Bible, it, it talks about Jesus said, you know, when you throw a feast, when you have a big feast, Jesus said, don't, don't invite folks, you know, who's doing better than you. And all that. He said, invite the lame. That's right. The poor. Yeah. Those who aren't able to return the favor and do it. How many of y'all invited somebody like that to your Super Bowl party? Come on now. Come on now. I, I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Huh? But see, we're caught up. You want to invite people, then they feel obligated. Well, I need to turn around. I need to do something to invite them back over. Jesus said, that ain't what it's about. It's about helping people who are in need. You said, well, I don't throw no big parties. I don't do no big. You eat, don't you? Do you eat? Well, you can invite somebody over. But we're so caught up in this world. We've allowed the world to infiltrate and just destroy our way of thinking. Folks, we're different. We're different. We're the called out. We're the set apart. We're the chosen. Our call is not to imitate the world. That's right. The world should be imitating us. Amen. Do better than Linus and Charlie Brown. We know Charlie is a blockhead. But I expect it better out of Linus. We, we, look, we, we don't expect no better out of Charlie Brown. But God expects more out of you. Because he first loved us. Amen. You're here today. You haven't surrendered your will to obey the gospel and to put the Lord and Savior on in baptism. Bear it with him. And to come up out of that water, new creature. Today can be your day. Amen. Amen? Amen. Because really, all we have is right now. Yesterday is gone. You can't do anything about it. 
Tomorrow, you, you don't have no control. You don't even know what tomorrow holds. You don't even know if there will be a tomorrow. But you have right now. You have the opportunity right now to get things right so that when we when we dismiss today, you could leave here a better person than you did when you arrived. Amen. You can feel better about yourself and you can have a made up mind that I'm going to serve better. I'm going to do more and I'm going to get involved in doing things that matters to God. I don't care about this world. What matters to God? I'm going to stop ignoring when I see or hear that somebody's in need. I may not be able to give much or do much, but whatever little I can do, I'm going to let that be my luncheon pad. You know, we laugh and make jokes about clothes hanging in our closet. We ain't going to never fit in again. Shoes that, you know, we're in bought that our feet... Boy, our feet can only dream about getting those shoes again. But yet, you can drive up and down the street sometime and look at the feet on some people and, and, and the shoes are so raggedy. And then, you know what? It crossed your mind about everything you got at home. I don't care if you got to put some of that stuff in your trunk and let it ride around with you. So when you come across somebody, say, hey, I want to give you this. You need to start somewhere. Keep on, keep on, keep on dreaming. You're going to get in it. You're going to die dreaming. Then you're going to have to answer to God. Somebody could have used that. What's our song, Jerry? All my trials. All my trials. All, not, not some of my trials. Say all my trials. I could take them to who? I could take them to the Lord and leave them there. First Peter 5 and 7, casting all your cares. Upon who? Why? See, not some of your cares, but all your cares. That's, that's the problem with some of us. We just want to give him some. Well, you know what? You can't trust him with all. You can't trust him at all. He don't need you to depend on him sometimes. He needs you to depend on him all the time. The invitation is yours. Let us together stand and let us sing.